Welcome to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you. We talk with coaches from all over Marquette County, get updated on their teams. And we begin with Westwood Girls Basketball and head coach Kurt Corcoran. Coach, a big week for your team. You pick up a quality win over Marquette on Wednesday night and then a chance to clinch the conference championship with a victory over Nagani. But let's go back to Wednesday. You have Marquette, a team that entered having won 12 straight games. They were 13-2 and two overall, had already clinched their conference championship. And your team led for about the entire game and really kept your foot down on them. Tell me what led to so much success on Wednesday against Marquette. Well, it was really just a lot of effort from, from our girls' parts, uh, defensive effort. Uh, in order to in order to beat Marquette or play with Marquette, you gotta act like act like you're big, bigger than you are, and we're, we're, that's we're not new to that. We we do that all season, anyways. But uh, we have to you have to stop stop Kiwi and and um, stop Leedy. And Leedy's a threat out on the arc and inside the paint. So um, they pose a, a big challenge, but. Um, we, we did our best to keep the ball out of their hands. Um, we full-fronted Kiwi, um, and even even still, she had the first eight points of the quarter. Um, she's she's just she's strong and she's talented. And um, we uh, we we switched over to a zone uh, just because that kind of gives you an, an automatic front and automatic backside help, um, and just allows you to sandwich sandwich the post players a little bit more. But um, you know when you do that. You uh, you kind of leave Leedy out on the perimeter to be open a little bit, so um, we just kind of had to pick our poison, and um, it, it worked out for us. Well, you were led by four late in the second quarter, and then ended the first half on a seven nothing run to go up twenty eight seventeen. What your team do differently in that final couple of minutes, that stretch? What you guys do to separate a little bit? Uh, we got we got Maddie off of a couple of double screens, got got her loose. Um, you know, when you have players like Maddie and Tessa, um, obviously people's game plan is to stop those two or to contain them. Um, and really when you, you know, when they're out on the perimeter, you've got to be out. If, if, if Maddie's three steps beyond, they've got to be three steps beyond, which allows her, um, you know, it allows us to screen them easier because they got to be locked on uh, rather than sagging off. So um, just got some movement, um, stayed disciplined. You know, Marquette knows our offense. Uh, they've been runs a lot of stuff that we run, um, and just, we just executed. And um, I thought the girls played really hard. You know, we hadn't beat Marquette in probably I don't know exactly the last time. You know, it might have been 2008. So it's been at least it's been at least a decade. Um, that was my first time ever ever beating Coach Smith. Um, so there was just a lot of enthusiasm in the air. Uh, we, you know, it was a non-conference game, but it, we had a lot of motivation going in. Just uh, beating a, anytime you can beat a Class A team, uh, it feels pretty good. Had an 11-point lead at halftime. You came out and hit the first three shots of the second half. Was there any nervousness in the locker room, maybe the team putting pressure on themselves that we don't want to let this thing slip away? Was there anything like that where they had to stay mentally tough? No, not really in the third quarter. The third quarter was one of our better third quarters of the year, um, but... Marquette, they did. They hung in there a little bit. Um, we had, were up 18 at one point, and um, they hit a couple threes, and they threw on a half-court trap, which um, it it didn't lead to a whole lot of steals, but it it it, it was effective in that it um, it kind of took us out of our offense a little bit, and it 
Um, there was a time there where it almost reminded me of the Duke-Louisville game the other night when Duke came back from 23 down and the girls uh, the girls clammed up just a little bit. Um, but we were able to – KP hit a big shot down the stretch there when we needed one, and um, the, and then we we did not shoot well from the free throw line, which was what allowed Marquette to creep – creep back in a little bit but um we too we had natalie profit out there for the majority of the second half um you know and her and this is only her second varsity game against marquette i mean it's a pretty big uh that's a pretty big challenge for her and just learning to play with us and learning how to uh run the the, the press break correctly and then once we break the press getting into an offense and you know not going into a stall we were still trying to be aggressive but just take uh you know high quality uh, high percentage shots and um, you know the girls just responded to to uh, when, when we puckered up there a little bit and they responded well and we were able to able to get out of there with a pretty solid victory. Well you touched on it a little bit talked about how you threw some different looks at them but it was a Marquette team that was averaging 55 points a game you hold them to 37 tell me a little more about your team's defensive effort. Uh, yeah you know it's it, really it that sums it up it's just effort um you know we out rebounded them um we we i think we had we ended up with nine offensive rebounds a couple second chance points and you know the girls just we, we, we boxed out i mean it was there was nothing special there was nothing there was no tricks up our sleeves it was it was just it, we I, th- I feel like we wanted it more i talked to you afterwards briefly and i asked you if this was a signature win for your team you said that you didn't feel like it was because you felt the program was at a point where you're the team that a lot of others would consider getting a signature win against. Is this win a type of a statement of where the Westwood program is, how far it's grown? Yeah, I mean, for the for the simple fact that we haven't beaten Marquette in in, in maybe over ten years, um, it's 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 a signature win. But at the same time, you know how many signature wins do you have to get before they're no longer signature wins, you know? And, and we were ranked number two going in Marquette was four. So, um, you know, I, yeah, great win. Happy it happened. I mean, um, that Marquette team is, is dangerous. Um, I'm glad they're not in our district and, um, the girls are, the girls are happy. The girls are proud of it. It, it had been a while, you know, we, we, the last time we had, um, a, a top five, game was the Nagani game and we blew it you know we didn't play well um so it was kind of a, and people were maybe questioning who we who we are were are we were we as good as everybody thought we were in the beginning and I think this was just kind of a reminder kind of a statement game like hey you know Westwood is we're, we're still here and I know we're ranked number two and so I'm kind of being over dramatic a little bit but um but at the same time how are we going to fare up against somebody who's who's bigger um in more athletic, somebody like a West Iron team, you know, and just to let everybody know that, yeah, hey, we're, we're still here and we're still for real. Was this a win that your team could have come up with last season, or how has that extra year of growth uh, benefited your team? Well, uh, when we played Marquette last year, it was an ugly game on both sides for both teams, and uh, we ended up, we lost by 10, um, and not, not to lay the excuses out there but it was the same type of uh scenarios where we were sick we had some girls out with mono it was just a it was just a it was a low point in our in our season and um 
but but that is to say, you know, we we couldn't overcome that last year. Whereas this year, we had two girls out, missed three four days of practice, and um, we were able to overcome that and and and, and um, just be mentally mentally tougher. And um, you know, Tessa wasn't at at full strength last night still. And um, so yeah, it, 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 we we couldn't do it last year. We were unable to. We, we folded under the pressure, and um, I thought the girls rose to the occasion last night. Well, you have a chance to get revenge on Nagani and a chance to clinch a conference championship in the process. A quick turnaround, but tell me how your team is looking forward to the minors. Oh, we're looking forward to it. Um, you know, I'll give, I can. I'll try not to give you any any sound bites here, but you know, it's <laughs> it's a revenge game, and um, just like the first time, I don't I don't. You know, Coach Sager says it's just another game, and um, which is fine, but the conference is on the line here, and. Um, you know, however you want to spin that is do conference championships matter? Um, yeah, they do. I mean, you get to put a plaque up on the wall and, and something to every time you walk into the gym for the rest of your life, you get to look at that plaque and tell your kids, Hey, those are my plaques from when I played. So, um, and it's just, again, kind of, I feel like it'll be a statement game, you know, is, 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 did Nagani beat us by 10? Are they 10 points better than us? Did we not play that well? Um, you know, is it, is it, it'll definitely be a statement game because, um, but then after the game, you know, you guys will be talking, oh, well, if, if we split with them, what does that mean for the district? Or if Nagani beats us, you know, oh, it's hard to beat a team three times in a season. And so we'll spin it uh, all different kinds of ways. But uh, bottom line is it's going to be it's a Friday night home game against Nagani. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of people there, uh, and the energy is going to be great. Coach, how about your team? Do conference championships matter to your team, or are they using that as motivation going into the Friday night matchup? We'll definitely use it as motivation. There's, there's no question. But at the end of the day, um, we want to make a run in the district. You know, and, and, and if we do come out, come out of this with a conference championship, but we get sent home in the first round of the districts, it'll absolutely be a, um, you know, a, a big disappointment. So um, we'll play. You know, coaches have to be genius psychologists, and we'll we'll spin it with the girls every way that we gotta spin it, just to try to um, just to try to get them motivated. What insight do you have on Nagani now that you've already seen them once this year? Um, well, they are they are who we thought they were. You know, I mean, they've got they're between Bosco, Karki, and Norman. They're just they're very athletic, talented guards, um, and then they've got their uh, big Alyssa Hill and and. And Abby Nelson, who, who does it all. So, um, you know, we've they're nothing fancy. Um, you know, I've seen they've they've got a couple of different looks on defense that they show once in a while. But um, we will plan to see man to man. You know, and, and like I said, I've told you this before. We're, we're we're ready for it all. You know, no matter what sort of defense or pressure you put at us, we've covered all of our bases over the course of the year. So. Uh, just at this point in the year, the last three games, um, we've just got to got to put it all together and play play complete games and, and not have those lapses of judgment. And because in a in a tight game like with Nagani, you go one minute where you just spit up the ball, have a have a bad minute and a half, that could be the difference in the ball game. So it's it's really going to come down to who 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 plays mistake free basketball. Last time you played them, you knew what the environment was going to be like, over a 1,000 people at Nagani's Lakeview Arena. 
Do you feel like you'll have something similar this time around, or is it going to be something that you need to address with the team? What are you, what are you getting from the atmosphere or from the sense of the environment? I don't think I, they know it's coming, and we've played in these types of games already this year and last year, so it's nothing new to us. I think it's more exciting. I think uh, you know, Maddie, Maddie's a gamer. She loves she loves the pressure situations. Um, it's not our Tessa's been there. We've all done it before. We've done it, like you said, this year already. So that's not even something we really have to address, other than again, just the motivation. Hey guys, man, everybody's going to be here. We got to make sure we play our best game and put forth our put forth our, our best effort. And um, but no, it's it's we we do this. This isn't something that's going to come to a surprise. It's it's going to be fun, and we're going to have fun with it. Kurt, as always, appreciate you taking the time. We'll talk again here soon. All right, thanks, Tanner. Kurt Corcoran, head girls basketball coach at Westwood. More after this on ESPN UP. Crystal clear trout streams, pristine forest, and a sky so blue it hurts the eyes. We make our home in the most beautiful part of Michigan. We're Embers Credit Union. We cherish the abundance of lakes, the sound of fresh snow underfoot, waves crashing on the shore, and the crackle of an evening campfire. We also cherish the dreams and aspirations of the people who give the UP its unique character. Embers Credit Union is dedicated to fueling the passions of our members and the communities we serve. We see a world of potential in our neighbors, and we're here to provide personalized guidance, solid financial advice, and solutions to get them to the next level. What's your passion? A new home, a better vehicle, or seeing America in an RV? Together, we'll get there. Straight talk banking that matches your way of life. Let's live it up. Embers Credit Union, offices of Marquette and Nagani, and embers.org. Member NCUA, an equal housing lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani Minor Boys Basketball with head coach Dan Waterman. His team sitting at 11-7, and getting set for the final week of the regular season. Well, coach, coming off a of back-to-back against two really good teams this week. A couple of nights ago, a big win over Gladstone last night, falling against Marquette. But let's start with Tuesday night's win. You go on the road, take on a really good Gladstone team, and you beat them by double digits. What was working for you that night? I just thought we played with great energy. Uh, we got up and down the floor pretty good. Um, you know, one of the things to stop in Gladstone is getting your defense back and getting set up. They, they beat us up in transition the first time with them. I thought we did a good job back. And, of course, you know, you're dealing with Reese Caster. He, he draws a lot of attention, and I, I thought our health defense was really good. Uh, I saw a picture on Twitter where, where Caster had the ball, and, all five of our guys were in the picture, and it was a you know kind of zoomed in picture. So that gives you an idea of the, what we did on him and the, and the help defense. So was just really happy with that. And then then we moved the ball and we made shots. And and uh, when we make shots, we're usually pretty good, and, and we were that night. You played them last on January the seventeenth, lost by six in that game. What tweaks did you make this time around? Now that you had a little insight against them. Well. Like I said, it was, it was just about getting back and getting our defense set. Uh, you know, the first time we tried to pressure them because we usually play better when we apply pressure. We didn't want to do that the second time around. And, and I just thought we brought better energy. Uh, you know, we, we played on a snow day, which is always a challenge because kids are knocked out of their routine. And, and I thought our kids did a great job going on the road and handling that. So uh, we're, we're just real happy with the overall effort. 
First meeting between the two squads, then the final score was 64 to 58. On Tuesday, it was 49 to 33. Did you feel like it was going to have to be a low-scoring defensive effort? Was that the challenge going into the game, or was that just the way everything played out? I think it was just a byproduct of of uh, us getting back and stopping their transition game, and and we forced them to be a little bit more patient offensively. Uh, like I said, our, our help defense was good, and we wanted to force someone else to beat us, and we wanted them to, to shoot it over the top of our defense. So, I mean, it just kind of resulted in longer possessions. Uh, we didn't change how we played offensively. I, I thought we still took our transition opportunities when they were there, and, and when they weren't, we, we pulled it out and ran our offense and got good shots. So just kind of a byproduct of, of how the game was played. What was your message to the team in the locker room after you get that victory? Was that something you might consider a signature win for your program? Well, it, definitely. Uh, you know, they, Gladstone has been playing really, really good, and and uh, considering what they did to us the first time, I just told the kids how proud I was of them of you know the the effort and the focus and tuning out distractions and um, you know we were at that point staring at at uh, playing Marquette the next day. So we talked about the importance to get home and get as much rest as we possibly could. Yeah, you had Marquette last night, a 67-36 to loss. Tell me about that matchup as you play a really good team in a back-to-back. Yeah, they uh, Marquette came in and they were flying around. They were jumping. Uh, you know, we played them a fairly tight game over there. You know, it was tight in the first half, and they stretched it out on us in the third quarter, and then we came back and made it a game. And, and Marquette's really, really talented. They've got good athletes. They've got a 10-kid in the middle. they got all the pieces. And, uh, you know, we we were a step slow. I don't know if that's the result of playing on back-to-back nights. But, um, you know, it was apparent from early on that, that uh, we were going to have our hands full they jumped out on us 13 to nothing. I, you know, I thought we fought back and made it 19 to 11. Thought we might have a chance to get back in the game, but uh, you know, we just we didn't have it for whatever reason last night. And part of that was us, but part of that was definitely Marquette. They played really, really well. Yeah, as you alluded to, they had the hot start. Your team was able to claw back in, but looking at the box score, it looked like they had a strong second quarter to get a little bit of space. What was working for them in the second quarter? What tweaks did they make after you started getting back into it? Well, they they applied some pressure to us. Not, not full-court pressure, but they made it hard for us to get the ball reversed on offense, um, and, and we struggled a little bit. Uh, you know, Brad had those guys flying around. They they got after uh, our shooters really good. Uh, I think at halftime, Jason had three. Jackson and, and Drew only had two each, and that's that's been our three scorers all year. And, you know, if those three kids combined to score seven points and a half, we're probably going to struggle offensively, and that's exactly what happened. Looking at the... Uh... Uh, the Marquette team as a whole. They get Luke OG back here in the last couple of weeks. What extra dynamic does he bring to the team? Because I know everyone looks at Marius and they see 6'10", but OG in his own right brings a lot to that team. Oh, absolutely. He's a he's a tremendous athlete. And, and Brad has really ex- ex- extended his bench. You know, he's got a bunch of kids that work really hard, and he just keeps rolling out fresh troops. 
and, and you know, he has a little bit of depth that is a luxury that, that most teams don't have. And, and OG fits right into that scheme. He's a, a tremendous athlete. He plays extremely hard. You know, he's a great defensive player. He's 6'1", and, and with that quickness and jumping ability, he can make it really difficult for, uh, you know, the, the other team's perimeter players. And then, you know, having the 6'10 guy inside is a luxury because they get out and they pressure you, and they're not worried about getting beat to the hoop because they've, you know, they've got a guy in there that contests and makes it really difficult around the rim. So they're, they're a unique challenge, and, and they're going to be difficult for anybody to beat. Talking with Dan Waterman, the head boys basketball coach at Nagani. His team sitting at 11-7. and seven. Well, Coach, one week left in the regular season. On Monday, your final regular season road game is you had to take on West Iron County. Tell me what to expect from those guys. They're, they're big, um, physical. I don't know a lot about them. We haven't played against the West Iron team in years. Uh, I did have a chance to see them early in the year. Um, you know, so we're going to have to bring our A game. Uh, the thing that really stood out to me is how physical they were. And it's not surprising. It's a really good football school. So, you know, our kids are going to have to be tough. I think they're going to bump us around a little bit, and we've got to be able to handle that and still be able to execute what we want to execute. Well, then you've got Westwood coming up in your final home game on Wednesday night, a big rivalry. At what point do you start switching the mindset to get ready for the postseason, or have you already? Yeah, we've kind of gradually been building towards that, um, you know, and, and there's a high probability that we're going to play Westwood on Wednesday and then turn around and play them uh, on Wednesday of district week. Um, right now we're, we're focused on, on uh, you know, just regaining some momentum after that Marquette game. But that's always in the back of your mind that this is a team that's in our district, a team we're likely going to see in our district. So, you know, we want to come out, we want to play well. We want to reestablish some momentum, and and we're always paying attention and looking for, for things that Westwood does well and things that we struggle with. And then, you know, after that game on Wednesday, we'll be back at it and trying to fix some things where they had some success. and and trying to create new places for us to have success. Well, Coach, tell me about the senior class's mindset as they get set for what could be their final couple of weeks of basketball, and it's got to be in the back of their mind somewhere, even if they don't want to talk about it. Are you seeing them taking on uh, some leadership roles? Yeah, uh, we're in a unique situation. We've got 10 guys on our team. Eight of them are juniors. They only have two seniors. Uh, Jake Larson is our starting center, and Tyler Hinsula is our, our first big man off the bench, and, and both really good kids, smart kids. Um, so they're aware of it, and and my assistant and I, we make them aware of it. I want them to be aware of it because I don't want them to look back at the end of it and think, man, I it, you know, I'd only know. Or, you know, I, I want them to to real valuable this, this little bit of remaining time is. And, and I try to periodically throughout the season, you know, just say, hey, it's 20 games. It goes really fast, guys. And for you juniors, <laughs> you don't think it's fast, ask those seniors. You know, they're, they're seniors already, and they probably remember being a freshman like it was yesterday. So, you know, we want them to cherish the experience. Uh, we want them to play hard and get the absolute most out of it. 
and those kids have been great. They're they're super kids. They come with a good, great attitude every day, and uh, you know, the juniors really look forward to spending. It's a, it's a tight knit group. It's been a lot of fun this year. Coach, when you look at uh, uh, how you need to prepare for next week with West Iron, Westwood, and then maybe Westwood again, what's going to be the biggest thing you want to address in practice here over the coming days? Well, uh, I think we got to clean up our defense a little bit. Marquette kind of gutted us on some stuff, and, and so that'll be a, a focus. And then, you know, we kind of got out of sync offensively, so we're going to go back and, and – just clean up, just basic stuff, not adding new stuff, but, but cleaning up the stuff that we run and, and kind of taking a look we'll, I'll, over the weekend, look at our first Westwood game and how they defended some of our stuff and, and uh, you know, try to bring that to practice, get our scout team to kind of defend us the way that, that Westwood has defended us in the past and, and so that we're used to seeing that and hopefully we'll execute a little bit better this week in preparation for that district game next week, too. Do you feel like your guys have lived up to the level of potential on the roster 18 games into the season, or is there still another level that they can get to here as we get to the back end? Well, you know, I think we got to that level against Gladstone. Uh, I think we got to that level the first time when we played over at Westwood. I thought we played a, a very fundamentally sound, complete game. And it's just hitting that every night. Record-wise, we're right about where I kind of thought we'd be. You know, we've got seven losses, but two to Iron Mountain, who's undefeated, two to Marquette, who's the second, you know. that Those two teams are in a tier by themselves. That's four of our seven losses. And then Gladstone was rated ahead of us. That's a fifth loss. Calumet and Escanaba were the first two games of the year, and they're both good teams in their own right. So, we don't have a bad loss on our on our resume, so to speak. Um, you know, we're about where I thought we would be. We're we're making progress, which pleases me a great deal. And we're gonna just keep, you know, trying to get better. You know, my my old high school coach used to tell us every day, you either get better or you get worse. You never stay the same. So and I've kind of adopted that philosophy, and, and so our goal is to get better each and every day. Win that practice, and, and you know, you start stacking those good practices on top of each other, and you can't help but improve. Dan, lastly, tell me about your JV season, how they've been progressing as they get set to wind it down. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm real pleased with the job that, that they've done. Um, you know, they're kind of short on numbers, but they had a great game down in, in Gladstone put it to them pretty good up at our place a couple weeks ago, and, and they're super athletic at the JV level. Our kids don't, went down there and played their butts off and, and uh, hit a big three with less than a minute to go to, to go up one, and were able to hang on and come out of there with a great win. So really, really pleased with that. You know, last night in, in the JV game against Marquette, they, they kind of ran into the same thing that we did where there wasn't much energy and, and it was a struggle. And, and Marquette's TV crew was really good, too. So, uh, you know, they keep battling and they keep working, and we can see improvement each and every game, and that's what we're looking for, especially, you know, on your lower levels. So really happy with the progress that they've made. Dan Waterman, head boys basketball coach in Nagani. As always, Dan, appreciate the time. All the best the rest of the way. Look forward to talking again soon. My pleasure. Thank you. We'll take a break. More coming up after this on ESPN-UP. 
The Marquette Big Boy presents the famous Slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow-roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce. The West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo. The Barbecue Bacon Big Boy and Fully Loaded Big Boy, U.S. 41 Marquette. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette boys basketball with head coach Brad Nelson. Locking up a conference championship last week since we've last talked. First of all, congratulations. You did that with an 82-58 to win over Kingsford on Friday. Take me inside that game. I know it was a week ago, but a special moment for your team and your school locking up another great Northern title. Yeah, it's something that we, you know, kind of set a target for every year is to <clears throat> to be the team that uh, our conference is chasing. Um, so we knew with that win we would clinch the, the GNC. So, you know, playing anytime you play for a title, I tell the guys this every year is, you know, you can't take that for granted. Fortunately, we've been in a position the last several years to be in that game or in that situation. So it's it's something that we pride ourselves on and, you know, our guys buy into it and they know what's at stake. And anytime you play for hardware, uh, that adds a little bit of, uh, you know, excitement for the kids. So it was a nice win. We played with a lot of energy, um, kind of got out of the gates and, and buried them quick. And, and, and we, we expanded that lead, which is something that we haven't done a really good job of uh, prior in the year. But the last few games, We've gotten up big on on teams, and we just kept our gas or the, our foot on the gas pedal and and put the game away early. Yeah, it was never really in doubt as your team races to 82 points on the evening. What was making your offense click so efficiently? Uh, well, the fact Liam Dar hit five threes in the first quarter kind of uh, put the game away in a hurry. It was 30 to nine after the first quarter, and you know from that point forward. You know, 21 points is a hard deficit, and like I said, we just were able to expand it, get deeper into our bench, get fresh legs out there, and just put Kingsford in some spots that they weren't comfortable with. Well, Coach, looking through your box score over your last six games, you've only allowed more than 45 points once. Are you feeling like you're playing your best defensive basketball right now? Um, yeah, 45 is the target, and that you know that goes back to when I even played up at Westwood. That's kind of the the number you want to hold teams to, and if you can hold teams to 45, your chances of winning are, you know, exponentially bigger. Um, so that's something that ever since I took over, defense has been a number one priority for us. And you play with high energy on the defensive end, and a lot of good things happen on the other end of the floor. Your last four games, you've scored 80, 68, 82, and 67. Or you feel like you're playing some of your best offense right now, starting to peak on the offensive end at the right time? Yeah, we're we're definitely trending in the right direction, and we're just we're getting contributions from people that you know a lot of teams don't hear about, and um, you know it's I, I, I it's hard to to plan for us uh, just because of the fact that we have Marius, and then we got 
tons of guards that can come in and score and are capable, and they all know their role. Um, they know that if they're a three-point shooter, they have the, the green light to shoot it whenever they feel comfortable. Um, and, you know, if they're not a great three-point shooter, they pass it up for a better shot and, and things like that. So things are clicking, and hopefully we can continue this. You know, this is the time you want to be playing how we are. Still things we got to get a little bit better at, but, um, you know, our overall energy and effort – on both ends of the floor, the way we're playing and feeding off each other uh, is exactly what you want as a coach. Well, Coach, you saw Nagani for the second time last night, and you beat them 67-36. to Take me inside that matchup as you went on the road and collected a victory. Um, we just kind of, we, we knew they were coming off of a big win. You know, they handed it to Gladstone the night before pretty handedly. Um, so we kind of wanted to just, squelch that momentum that they had coming off of that game right from the, the start and like I mentioned earlier playing for hardware the Victor's Cup um us and Nagani have been rivals for years and you know it's a credit to, to Dan and what he does but more times than not you know we're in the top five in the UP and when we face each other there's a great atmosphere it's a rival um so we we knew what was at stake and we just wanted to continue what we've been doing um, and, t- and take their big three out of the game, and I thought we did a great job of that last night. You raced out to a hot start. Nagani adjusted a little bit and got within eight, but then in the second quarter, your team was able to separate and get on a big run. What adjustments did you make in that second quarter when Nagani started climbing back in? Um, I don't know if we made any adjustments. We had, you know, Luke Oji comes off the bench for us, and Without a doubt, he's the best sixth man. He, he, you know, he probably will be starting for us soon. But, you know, to have him come off the bench, uh, other teams kind of look at that and say, now we got to deal with him. Um, but, you know, I think him and Marius combined for 25 points in the second quarter. And, you know, like I said, teams got to kind of pick their poison. And, and, you know, Luke is such a dynamic player of getting to the basket and, and creating for other players. And, it was just an all-around, you know, team effort minus that second quarter where Luke and Marius kind of took it over a little bit. But um, just from the gates, you know, defensively, we made everything they did. They had to earn it, and that's something that we kind of pride ourselves on and game plan for, and we executed it uh, pretty well last night. Well, Coach, you're sitting at 14-3, and three, already locked up the conference championship as you get set for the final week of the regular season. Is this about where you had expected your guys to be at this point in the season, or where is the team ending up compared to where you thought they might be? Uh, right now we're playing where I would expect them to be playing. Uh, I thought it might have happened a little bit earlier. Um, but, you know, guys started to step up off the bench, um, throughout the season. Um, but, you know, we're definitely going in the right direction to, to compete in the district, uh, uh, you know, tournament. We got to play at a high level to, to beat some of these teams. You know, we got Gaylord on Saturday, and they have a couple dynamic players that you really got to guard well. Um, and then, you know, just the over, we got to play at the level that you need to play at to win a district title in Class A. So we're going to continue to, to work on things and, and get better and play with confidence, shoot with confidence. Um, but the number one thing is defensively keep doing what we're doing. Brad, do you feel like your team has played their best game yet or at least played a game where they've really reached their fullest potential? Oh, it, yeah, I, I don't know. It, that's, a, that's a tough question. 
obviously as a coach you look at things and you know you watch the film and there's things that you need to fix but you know these are high school kids and they're going to make mistakes here and there but you know I always preach to the guys control what you can control which is effort you know, rebounding um, and things like that and shot, if shots don't fall there's nothing you can do about it but you got to make up for it on, on you know in the other aspects of the game so I thought you know our last three or four games we have played exceptionally well on both ends of the floor and we got to continue to do that and um, just play with confidence and you know let the chips fall where they may. Talking with Brad Nelson head boys basketball coach at Marquette well you mentioned you have Gaylord coming to town tomorrow for a 4 p.m. tip-off tell me a little about them I know they're sitting eight and eight but you mentioned a couple of dynamic playmakers. Yeah they have a you know they have one player that I think he just you know probably four or five games ago reached a thousand points in his career uh, Blake Charbonneau, he can jump out of the gym. He's an outstanding rebounder, so we got to contain him. Uh, he presents a matchup problem. He's six five, um, thick, athletic, probably a Division two basketball player. Um, then they got another big kid that's about six eight that we have to contend with, and then they got a couple quick guards. So they're they're a well-rounded team, and their record isn't any indication of of how good or bad they are. They play some tough teams down state. They go down to you know, the Grand Rapids area, the Flint area, um, where they're facing some high-quality opponents. So their record, you know, that's a downstate record. That's a little bit different than up in the UP um, just because of the, the teams that they play. So we're looking forward to it. We put them on our schedule for a reason to get us ready for the district, and we're, just, we're fortunate that they're coming up to our place. So hopefully we can take advantage of that a little bit and, and kind of get on them with their bus legs. But we got to be ready to go and, and use this as a barometer of where we stand in our district. Coach, do you approach it any differently when you play on a Saturday? Do you have to have a certain mindset to get the guys ready with a different atmosphere, or do you prepare for it any differently than you would a Tuesday or Friday night game? Not really. Um, you know, most Saturday games that we have, we're coming off of a Friday night game, you know, but that's early in the season. So it's a you know quick turnaround where you, you can't prepare, which is good. Um, you just turn around and, and get on the court, roll a ball out, and you know that's where me as a coach have to adapt during the game. So we have today to prepare a little bit for them, but you know coming off the game game last night, and then we got another game on Monday. You know we got to treat these practices with you know go intense for a short amount of time and get those guys out of there within an hour and get what we need done and then uh, get ready to go tomorrow. But this is the time of year where a two-hour practice, that's not going to happen. Uh, the kids aren't, aren't ready for it. We got the haze in the barn. We've, we've done what we need to do, and now we just got to focus on a few things Gaylord does, get some shots up, and then get ready to go tomorrow. Yeah, Brad, you've got Escanaba coming up next week to close out the regular season. A conference opponent, a little bit of a rivalry there. Is it... Any concern of yours that the conference is already locked up, you'll be looking ahead to the tournament, that maybe the guys could come out flat or overlook it, or how are you going to keep them motivated and prepared for the Eskimos? Um, no, I, I, it's not a concern. Um, you know, as a coach, you have to kind of reset your goals throughout the season and game to game. And, you know, we're going to look at, at that game on Monday as a way to go undefeated in our conference for, I think, would be three out of the last four years. Uh, so that's that's what we'll hold up on the pedestal for the kids' motivation. And, you know, Escanaba is another rival for us going down there in their gym. Um, and just go 
undefeated. That's that's our goal, and to finish the season on a, on a note that leaves us with some confidence going into the district tournament, and uh, just keep playing how we're playing. Um, but yeah, I'm not, you know, as far as locking up the conference, that's awesome. That that's one of the check marks that we have. Next one would be go out and feed us. You know, we'll go go eight and zero in our conference and get ready to go for the district. Coach, what's going to be the challenge to your guys fundamentally in your last two games of the regular season? What do you want to see from them fundamentally to give you some confidence going into the tournament? Well, just stick to our defensive principles that we, that we stick by. Um, you know, we defend certain situations the same way no matter who we're playing. Um, so Gaylord, you know, they run some high-low stuff that we need, need to go over and practice with their two big guys and how to defend that and not get – buried down below the rim with you know their six eight guy um so we'll we'll pay attention to that today and then obviously monday we got escanaba which runs their one three one so we got to kind of prepare for that and learn how to get across it they're long it's hard to get across that zone but there's ways to do it you just got to get inside of it a little bit but two different types of teams um but that's part of that's part of coaching and you know that's my job to get these guys ready to go no matter who we're playing Brad Lasley, tell me about your junior varsity team, the season they've had as they get set to wind it down. Uh, they're having an excellent season. They're playing for a conference championship against Escanaba on Monday. Esky's JV is really good. But we had a lot of talent on that team, and our freshman team is also full of talent. So the next few few years are pretty bright for us. Obviously, we won't have the 6'10 kid anymore, but you know that just changes a little bit how we defend and how we do things. But you know, that's high school basketball in a nutshell. Every year you get different personnel, and as a coach you have to adapt and, and put your guys in the right situation to be successful. Brad, as always, appreciate you taking the time. All the best the rest of the way. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thank you, Tanner. We'll take a timeout. More coming up after this on ESPN-UP. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk with Ishpeming Hematite girls basketball coach Ryan Riekel. His team sitting at 5 and 11. Well, Coach, a two-game winning streak snapped last night against Escanaba, but let's start earlier, uh, maybe toward last week when your winning streak started. You had Gladstone in a back-and-forth game, and they were a team that had been playing some really good basketball when you met up with them and then got a one-point victory. I know that was a while ago, but tell me if you could about that one. A thriller for your team, you win 47-46. You know, Gladstone's playing really good basketball. They're starting to you know, get some growth. Uh, they've been pretty young the last year and a half. 
uh, with some of the players they have on their roster. They, uh, and after we just beat Gladstone, they went down and beat Escanaba two days later, and then they beat Gwynn last night. So uh, that win against uh, Gladstone shows the basketball that we are playing right now. We're playing some pretty good ball, but we're still making some, you know, very youthful errors. Uh, that we have to sure up before the end of the season uh, in order to give ourselves a chance at trying to defend our district title. Earlier this week, you welcomed Lance, and you were in a hole early, and then you came roaring back and pick up a 70-65 to win. Take me inside that matchup. Uh, we were very, very fortunate to come out with a win that game. Uh, the girls got really aggressive in the second half. Uh, we went through a diamond press, and they made some mistakes down the stretch there. Uh, they attempted to get a layup off with uh, eight seconds left. We were pressing at 15 seconds, and they broke our press, and they did a cross-court pass, and Madison Pruitt came up with a big steal, uh, drove the lane to the floor in eight seconds and got a layup for us and uh, sent us to overtime. And then in overtime, we uh, we scored first, and then it was back and forth, but we hit a three at the beginning, and uh, we were just exchanging fouls and for the rest of the game, and we were able to pull out with a five-point win. Uh, but, uh, you know, Lance defended the ball really well uh, in spurts uh, with their zone and made us a little uncomfortable, but I didn't think we were as sound defensively as we should have been because uh, we don't like to give up that many points. So I think that a lot of local teams around the UP or around the, our conference and the, the MPC uh, pride ourselves on keeping teams in the 40s and 50s, uh, but we gave up 65, and uh, we were very fortunate to be able to put up 70 that night. After falling behind early on, what was your message to the team and some of the timeouts and the huddles, what have you, as you tried to get them motivated, get back into it? Uh, I, I really wasn't happy with our uh, with our effort level. We were getting all played, and uh, you know, I just looked at the girls. It was senior night, and I told one of the seniors that you know, is this the way you want to have your senior night go? And uh, you know, and I said it to Madison Pruitt, and she's a really gritty player. She plays really hard all the time. Uh, for the most part, and uh, she went out uh, kind of led by example, and the girls fed off of her uh, grit, and we were able to, you know, close the gap a little bit going into half. In the second half, we were uh, a much better-looking team, and that was what put us in the position to be able to win that game. Fundamentally, would you guys start doing differently as you were able to make the comeback? Well, you know, we, we started attacking the gaps. In the first half, I thought the length of lawns was in our way, and uh, the girls didn't want to attack the zone uh, sometimes there's some zones that you can dribble through and there's some you got to pass through and i thought Lance's zone is one that you can uh, dribble into the paint and make some things happen uh, but we were afraid to t attack the, the girls and uh, we're having costly turnovers and then after we made that adjustment showed them the recognition of being able to get into the paint the girls did a lot better job and we uh, were in the second half we got into the lane whenever we wanted and shot a lot of free throws throughout that game. Oh, Ryan, last night another really good one as you welcomed Escanaba falling to them 53-47. to Take me through that matchup. Uh, Escanaba is a, a super fast team. You know, that game was one of those ones where, you know, if you turn it over, you blink, and uh, Schiller, I, I never can know how to say her name, but uh, she's been up on the varsity for four years. She would turn, you turn around and she'd have a layup up. And her with the ball dribbling is probably faster than any of our girls without a ball trying to sprint with her. And she was getting layups. And uh, it was causing us to get into follow trouble. And then uh, they have one of the top sophomores in the UP, uh, if not one of the top players in the UP, and 
Nicole Kameen, and uh, she showed why she's a Division Two talent. Uh, she's got an offer at Grand Valley. Uh, some Division Ones will, you know, have their eye on her. Uh, she did some really good things for them, and uh, a lot of it was creating problems with blocking shots for us, and then they would get a fast break. Uh, whenever we had a, a miscue on offense, I feel like they scored, and uh, us not taking care of the ball early on is why we, you know, weren't in a better position to try to win that game. Talk with Ryan Rico, head girls basketball coach at Ishpeming. Coach, you still got plenty of road left until you get to the postseason. Four games left in the regular season, and that includes playing Gladstone again on Monday. You welcome them for a makeup at Manistique, at Kingsford, at Houghton. But first and foremost, now that you've had a look at Gladstone once already, tell me what you're expecting from them. Maybe what you tweak for them uh, the second time around. Uh, you know, I think they I think they have to make a couple more adjustments than we do because obviously when you get the win, you can kind of you know go with what works. We got to make a few uh, tweaks here and there, but we're not going to change too much because obviously what worked uh, was uh, our team defense on that and trying to control uh, what Megan Crow did for them. But uh, you know, I have a feeling they might go zone. Uh, they shaked off uh, you know Sophie Hooper who came up big for us that game and she had three threes and. Uh, they didn't think she could shoot, but she actually can. She just doesn't shoot a lot. Uh, and I, I have a feeling they might try a 1-3-1 zone, uh, which I've seen them use before, uh, which uh, they want to try to slow down our outside shooting. And, uh, you know, it's going to be another uh, another battle trying to stop their big girl in the paint. Tell me about your team's ability to shoot the three-point ball because it's something your team's done really well throughout the season. Did you know coming into the year that would be a strength for you? Is it something that you kind of picked up along the way? Uh, the way our system works is, you know, the, ball, the ball's got to move. We, we limit the amount of uh, dribbles that people take. Uh, you know, the ball moves faster than anybody can run uh, type of thing. So we want to keep the ball moving. And uh, every girl on our team is allowed to shoot. Uh, you know, we work on it every day in practice. Uh, we don't we're not, we don't go in and do layup drills every day. We do uh, partner shooting, and the girls get you know a hundred shots up before we even start practice every day. And, uh, and it, it it shows because our girls do make I think our team makes about seven or eight threes per game. Uh, we've made as much as twelve or thirteen this year in a game, and uh, that's because the girls are shooting a lot of wide open shots. We we do have to become a little more consistent on our three point shooting abilities. Uh, you know we'll have people make a make a three and then air ball the next. Uh, you know, the percentages are still there, but I still want the girls to be a little more consistent and at least get the ball in the rim so it puts us in position to rebound. Uh, but, you know, our our style is it's open. Uh, not a lot of structure. It's, you know, we got a lot of rules, but it's more just trying to play basketball, make leads off of each other, and uh, find the open girl. And this group does a really good job on uh, making sure uh, the ball moves into to the right hands and uh, the girls are ready to shoot. You're at Manistique on Tuesday. You know you have them in the opening round of the tournament on March 4th. Do you prepare any differently for that, knowing that you will see them in the postseason? Do you uh, worry about tipping your hand maybe a little bit? Uh, No, uh, it's a back-to-back night, so uh, we'll prepare probably for both teams on Sunday. Uh, You know, but obviously you've got to take the task at hand, which would be Gladstone, and then uh, we'll probably do a – not a walkthrough, but before we get, go on the bus, I'll have the girls watching film. Uh, I'll give them their scout reports, and uh, we'll have a game plan going in. Uh, you know, at this point in the season, it's not as bad of a, you know, not being able to prepare in a practice for 
um, Manistique because we've faced them before and uh, we got our basketball terminology within the program that we, you know, established through the season and the girls understand. So we can make the in-game adjustments before game adjustments on the whiteboards and uh, the girls will be ready to go. When you look at the way your regular season schedule ends with three road trips, Manistique, Kingsford, Houghton, I know there's some disadvantages to going on the road, the bus rides, the trips, playing in an unfamiliar environment, what have you, but do you kind of like it in the sense that it can make it a little more adverse for you as you get set for districts, maybe put you right through the fire? Uh, this, this week I, or this coming week I don't like as much because Manistique, Kingsford, it's, it's our two of our longer trips. Um, and it's Tuesday, Thursday, and we play Monday. Uh, biggest reason I don't, uh, we haven't been in school a lot over the last few weeks with all the snow days and everything, and uh, with my basketball team, they're very uh, student first, basketball player second, which I love. Uh, you know, they, they really care about their academics, and uh, you'll see probably a lot of headlamps on uh, while they're driving home, doing homework on the bus for Manistique. Uh, on the way there, they, the girls study every time, but you know, it's just them having to keep their eye on the, uh, the task at hand, which is the game, plus also working about their academics. Uh, being on the road this much, the girls don't get to go home and study after school before the game. They're going to be on a bus. There's distractions. So I'll worry about the, the mental workload more than the physical for this week. Coach, how about your JV team? Tell me about the season that they've had and some ways that they've progressed as they get set to wind it down. Our, our JV coach has done a phenomenal job. He, he always does, uh, you know, I have, I feel like, one of the hardest working JV coaches around. He scouts games. He's in the gym. Uh, you know, he he scouts JV teams as much as most varsity coaches do, which is uh, why this program has been in such good hands over the last, what, nine years, uh, nine years or so. So him him preparing his team, working with them, uh, gets them varsity ready. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, we were worried that they might win a game, maybe two. And, uh, you know, he's got five, I think he's got six wins right now. And uh, those girls are really working hard. Uh, they're getting better and getting more confident. Uh, they're a really young team. They got, I think, six freshmen on their team out of the eight girls. So uh, we're, we're excited to see what the, the progressions can keep uh, growing for them. And, uh, you know, as this, the end of the season goes, uh, we hope to end on a high note and uh, build up to go into the spring and into summer ball. Ryan, lastly, what's the biggest thing you're going to look for out of your team to close out the regular season strong? What's going to be the challenge fundamentally to your squad to get you going into districts on a high note? Uh, we got to take care of the ball. Uh, if we take care of the ball, we put ourselves in really good positions to win basketball games. When we don't take care of the ball, uh, even if it may be four-minute stretches, five-minute stretches, uh, teams teams jump on us really quickly, and then we dig ourselves a hole and this team won't quit. We fight back every time, but uh, it's too little, too late sometimes. And uh, when you get towards uh, March, ba March basketball, you have to take care of the ball a lot better because uh, teams are a little tighter. Uh, teams uh, don't play as erratic, so the, the quality of possessions go up. Uh, not as many volume possessions, just trying to get uh, shots in. Uh, so coming towards March, we really have to do a better job taking care of the ball. And if we do that, I think we can put ourselves in position to uh, hopefully win the first game, and then we'll go down to Gwynn, and uh, we've got two close ones with them, and maybe win that one. Ryan Rico, head girls basketball coach at Ishpeming. As always, appreciate the time, Ryan. We'll talk again soon. All right, take care, Tanner. More coming up after this on ESPN-UP.
Dave's Collision and Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven. That's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwen girls basketball with head coach Ben Olson. His team sitting at 9-6. and six. A loss to Gladstone last night, 55-47. Coach, take me inside the locker room and onto the floor for that one. Um, rough game. I uh, feel like it was officiated. You know, both halves were officiated differently. The first half, they kind of let everything go. The second half, they kind of uh, called everything. We didn't do a great job of adjusting to it. Um... You know, and the officiating, it went both ways. It's, it's not like it was one way, you know, one way the one way or one way the other way. But, we, you know, we lost game. We lost the game essentially because we couldn't make a shot again. We were something like 4 of 28 from the three-point line again last night. So, you know, I went in the locker room. I said it'd be easy, you know, to blame this on officiating and, and jump on the, the officiating crew. But I said ultimately we lost because we couldn't make shots. Um, we, I think we finished the game with four girls with the last two minutes down six. Um, to kind of tell you the foul trouble that we kind of got into. So a weird game, an awkward game, um, but again, a game that we probably would have had if if we could have made some outside shots. Coach, looking at your remaining schedule and some pretty familiar opponents, a lot of mid-pen teams with Manistique, Iron Mountain, Westwood, Nagani. Tell me what you want to see out of your team and uh, try to get them to finish strong heading into the tournament. Well, we just want to clean up some of the stuff that we're not doing correctly, and and you want to get better each and every game. it was rough there for a while. I think, you know, up until last night, we've only played two games in two weeks. So it's, that's not the way you want to go into the end of the year. Right now is when you kind of want to be playing two games a week. You know, you want to really get into the mold and the grind of, of the games. And, you know, I think a little bit we got a little, we got some rust on us a little bit that we're trying to shake off. And, um, yeah, you know, we got, a, we got a stretch right now where we got five games. And, you know, last night was our first of the five games in nine days. Um, so we're really going to have to do a good job of, of – take it easy and practice a little bit, you know, not banging on each other and kind of save that, you know, for games. So I think right now down the stretch for us, right now it's about making shots. I mean, we got to – I got some girls who can flat out shoot it in practice and for whatever reason when the lights go on and the clock comes on and the, the fans show up, you know, we're having a hard time putting the, the ball in the basket. So uh, ever since the launch game, um, there's been kind of a lid on the, on the hoop and we got to obviously figure that out. Well, Coach, you got Manistique tomorrow, a long trip down there, and it's a different environment to try and play, and I know the floor is a little bit longer, but what makes Manistique such a tough place to go in and play? Uh, to be honest, we haven't had issues down there. We've actually played some of our better games in that gym. Um, I don't know why. Um, we shoot the ball extremely well down there. You know, I have girls that have, have made tons of shots down there, so hopefully it's exactly what you know we need hopefully it's a game where we can get on the floor and not only win but but make shots you know and fix some of the, some of our issues 
uh, moving our feet defensively and then uh, just making shots. Like I said, I think a big part of our struggles right now and the reason we can't close out games is because, you know, we just can't make big shots in big moments. Doug with Ben Olson, head girls basketball coach at Gwynn. As always, coach, appreciate you taking the time. Look forward to talking again here soon. Thank you, Tanner, for all you do. That's it for us here on ESPN-UP. Thanks for tuning in to the Friday Coaches Show on ESPN-UP, WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.